I just got a calendar alert for uh, my holiday calendar telling me tomorrow is April Fool's Day. I feel like I, ordinarily I hate April Fool's Day. I'm a big fan of calling it a, 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 a Internet Jackass Day. I feel this year of all else, it sh- it should anybody who publishes a prank article should get the death penalty. What would have to be your thought process to do that? Like <laughs> I don't know, especially especially I'm thinking like if you publish anything even vaguely coronavirus related as a prank article, uh, I and I like to make jokes about stuff. I you know, but that uh, well, just in general, we're, we're we're it's not quite soon enough to make jokes about coronavirus. It's definitely not soon enough to be posting fake stories about coronavirus. And also, it was never soon enough to uh, stop posting April Fool's Day jokes in general. So it it really is yeah. a a trilogy of awful. Yeah, my uh, college newspaper used to publish an April Fool's article. It was a week the Drexel Triangle. I I don't even know if they print anymore. They they ran into some financial trouble last year. But uh, back back in the day in the nineties, they always put, it was a weekly. Every Friday morning, Triangle came out, and then they had to publish an April Fool's article. And it was just full of made up articles and they were awful, just awful. Number one, even if they were funny, I was always appalled because it was the real fucking newspaper. You know, uh, I, I just thought it was a dereliction of duty. You, but it's not just student newspapers, though. When I was a paper boy, my first job, I delivered the Capital Times, which was the afternoon newspaper in Madison. Isn't that incredible? A small city used to have both a morning and an <laughs> afternoon paper. I grew up with an afternoon and, and morning newspaper. Yeah, it's totally true. And, and so uh, they posted a April Fool's uh, edition. And at the time, Madison was building this new convention center. It had been very controversial about whether to build it. You know, Madison tends to be a little more left wing, lots of environmental objections, et cetera, et cetera, as you, as, as, as you might imagine. And they posted a picture of the construction from the lake view. So Madison has four lakes in the city limits. This, you know, this is Lake Monona, where it was going to be built on. And they had a view from the lake looking at the convention center, except the lake was totally dry. <laughs> and what they, they, it was a full spread across the whole thing. And they said that they said in the article that while drilling for the convention center, they hit an underground aquifer and the whole lake and the whole lake disappeared. And, and literally thousands of people drove to Lake Minona to go see it. Totally bit hook, line, and sinker. It was, I mean, it was a terrible thing for a newspaper to do, but. I mean, it, it, like if you're gonna do it, you got to go all out. <laughs> like if you're gonna shred your reputation, shred it, shred it with like one final hurrah. All right, it has to be good. It has to be good. My favorite of all time. You, I'm sure you remember this was George Plimpton's uh, back page column for Sports Illustrated oh, yeah. in 1985, the curious case of Sid Sid Finch. <laughs> I forget. I have it over here at a tab, but I forget the details. But basically, he wrote this back page column about a phenom in the Mets organization who could throw 120 miles an hour. <laughs> anyway, the, the problem, the problem with April Fool's joke in general is that the more effectiveness depends on people trusting you and relying on you. That's how you can yes. sell it. Yes. But that, that means by yep. implication of it being funny. The, the the more the funnier you are and the more people believe it, the more you're actually damaging yourself in the long run. Right. Exactly. Yes. And that's why the Sid Finch one worked pretty well, because it was a back page column and it was by George Plimpton. And I know a lot of people don't read bylines and stuff, but if you even you had any vague idea who George Plimpton is and, you know, his work for Sports Illustrated over the years, you kind of 
you know, you could read between the lines and figure out it was a joke. Also, it was right? like it was so over the top that at some point you had to yeah. like start questioning. Right. Uh all right, what do you want to talk about? I think we should talk about Zoom. Yeah. I feel like you and I are on the same wavelength writing about yeah, it. Yeah, so the, the, it's, it's interesting because I, I, I sort of felt this was coming because Zoom has become such a thing over the last few weeks. And it's like the most the, – the greatest place to be as a company where your name is becoming yep. a verb, right? You, you, don't, you, yeah, you don't search. I, yeah. You Google, right? You don't edit. You Photoshop. Yep. Now you don't video conference. You Zoom. And the problem is that we already saw Zoom have a – frankly terrible security hole previously that was driven not by neglect but by like acting poorly and you just kind of felt right. that like there was good this was something like this was going to happen yeah so the the year or it wasn't even a year ago but the july scandal was that it turned out that they when you installed at least the mac version i don't know if they were doing the same on windows but on the mac they were in secretly installing a and i use that word I try not to use the word secretly, but there's no way around it. They were secretly installing a web server on your Mac <laughs> that was set up to run when you when your machine boots. And even if you deleted the Zoom.app and like, I'm done with Zoom, I'm going to put it in a trash, empty the trash. And you think, you know, any normal Mac user would think, well, I'm done with Zoom. The web server was still there running in the background. And the idea was that way, if you ever got a Zoom link, the Zoom link would would go to your local host web server that you didn't even know was there, which would go and download Zoom and reinstall it and launch it so that just by clicking the link, boom, the Zoom app that you had trashed was back running and there you are in your Zoom. So at a technical level, the idea that you could delete the app, still click one link and have everything happen to have the app back in front of you. I I see the thought process there. I don't agree with the thinking behind it, but I see the thought process. Yeah, and I, I wrote the same thing last last summer. It's like I, I can envision the the meeting where this was decided on, and and I was like, well, the, we have a big problem where people have to join a Zoom call and they only use it sometimes, and then they 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 can't find it, they can't delete it. And how can we make this super easy and like just super easy to use so people can jump on right away? And there's you make it as seamless as possible, and you can see like just kind of going down this path and 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 ending up here again. A terrible place to end up with, but I can at least envision how they got there. Right. And and you can imagine that part of the conversation would be, well, wait, the guy who deleted the Zoom app is just going to say, ah, I can't be bothered here. Just call me. Right. And then all of a sudden they're on a phone call instead of a Zoom call and Zoom lost a, a possible connection. And the problem they ran into then was that the invisible secret web server they had running in the background actually had a security hole that was discovered and was being exploited in the wild so that... uh Attackers could literally uh, turn on your video camera and start a Zoom call and have your webcam showing them what your webcam sees, which is literally the nightmare scenario that leads people to put tape over their webcams and, and stuff like that. You know, the can I trust my webcam? And if you had previously in, in, installed Zoom, the answer, the honest answer was no. Right. And so the, and so Apple responded, you know, very do this rarely, but they actually removed the component directly from Cupertino like yeah. and every Mac all over yeah. the world. And which is a very sort of yeah. frightening capability. But this is basically the exact sort of scenario for why they have that capability. 
I saw on Twitter today somebody talking about Zoom, a security researcher, somebody who knows their stuff, and said that to their knowledge, Zoom was the one and only piece of legitimate software Apple has ever done that for. That there have been outright, undeniable pieces of malware that Apple has used that that trigger for, but Zoom is the only legitimate software that Apple has ever pulled that trigger on, which is not a good place to be. Anyway, the new scandal this week is... Facebook, our good friends at Facebook, <laughs> and it's funny. Like Facebook is not at fault in this one, actually. In in my estimation. no, definitely not. Like, like the Facebook deal is pretty clear. Like you put in the Facebook login, right. and it makes it way more seamless for people to sign up. And and again, it's the same mindset. I can under I can understand how they got here, given this the mindset we talked about previously. Right? How can we make it super easy? For right. people to sign up and particularly now it's useful when you have lots of people who don't use zoom for their work using it for the first time well having a facebook login is helpful and frankly these facebook logins and google logins and now apple logins they're actually a a positive in many respects for security because facebook and google and apple are really good at this stuff and they can sort of handle Mm -hmm. it once as opposed to everyone trying to roll their own solution which is where a ton of security holes end up showing up but the problem, mm-hmm. there was a few problems here. The trade-off that Facebook makes is we take care of this infrastructure for you and you give us data. And and they're very honest about it. Like it's very it's first thing in their terms of conditions about using this is that we get access to data. Like that there's no hiding about it. And the problem for Zoom is that they're not a consumer company. This like they're doing this whole like making it easy to use for people, but they're forgetting the fact that they're an enterprise company that's supposed to care first and foremost about enterprise data and security. And it, it doesn't seem like they do. Yeah. I, I thought it was really interesting. In your daily update, you wrote that of these two incidents, the uh, web server security fiasco from last July and now this week's uh, uh, expose in Motherboard that they're their sign in with Facebook thing was leaking all sorts of data to Facebook. You said this one was the worst of the two, whereas I was of the perspective that the the other one was the worst. But you you sort of convinced me, honestly. And and I know that you're sort of coming at this from the enterprise angle where, you know, this is maybe a business angle, right? This is Zoom's business, the enterprise and the trust that that gets built up with it. And you compared them to Dropbox, which I think was pretty apt in terms of, hey, they, you know, Dropbox obviously got its name in the consumer space. And then when it came to making money, they wanted to make it in the enterprise space and they had all sorts of problems. Maybe they still do to some extent in terms of getting the trust of enterprise uh, people to, that, that they're taking the security and privacy issues uh, to the standards that they need them to be. Yeah, it's all perspective. I think from like in a vacuum, the web server one was way worse, right? That's a that's like a that's a really bad choice that made people's computers insecure. So it is worse from that perspective. Yeah, my perspective why this one was worse in the angle I was taking is to your point, it just it suggests a real fundamental mindset problem. And it shows they didn't learn anything last summer. Like all they did was fix that particular bug and they didn't take a let's step back here what was the thought process that led us to make this terrible decision right and like i said i can actually imagine the thought process and be a bit sympathetic to this all companies make this mistake at some point like think about microsoft and security back in the day right at some point Mm -hmm. they had to say whoa we are we have to take a step back and completely rethink our security model, start with the reality that the internet is there and there's lots of bad people trying to do bad things. And because the problem with Windows is Windows was was super 
networking friendly, right? It was so networking friendly right. that a worm could go onto your computer and then, then infect everyone around <laughs> it. Like it, it was, it right. was built to help. And, and Zoom needs this wake up call. Like they, they, they have to yeah. wake up to the fact that security has to be top of the list. And obviously that didn't happen last summer. And, and hopefully this will be it for them now. Yeah, I hope so. Um, my son is back to school as of today. Yesterday, even though it was a Monday, was still the last day of spring break. Um, you know, obviously not going to school. Um, it's, it's all remote. Um, but it's gotten a lot more real. I think he had like four or five days of school from when they closed because of COVID-19 to spring break start. And that was sort of the school was still getting its act together on what they're going to do. It was like an hour a day and and sort of half-assed. Whereas today was like a, a, seemed like a full day of school, or at least as much as it could be remotely. And guess what? They're doing the classes over Zoom. Uh, well, guess what happened? Uh, some rando joined his English class. Oh, <laughs> like some we, some rando yeah. guy, Zoom bobbing, is sitting in on his English class, and. He didn't do anything. He didn't shout profanities. He didn't make any noise. He didn't show swastikas at the camera. And he just sat there being a creeper. And all the kids noticed and freaked out. But the teacher who was lecturing didn't. And, of course, the kids had a back channel on iMessage because, of course, they did. I mean, who wouldn't, right, right? if you're a teenager doing this remotely? And they were they. (laughs) That somebody one of his pals made a wanted poster with the guy's <laughs> face on it. You know, I, I honestly though I'm a little sympathetic to Zoom on this one because it's an enterprise tool that is being adopted for use cases it was never meant to be used for. Like this idea of like posting a Zoom link on Twitter and we're going to have people join in. Like it wasn't yeah, it yeah. wasn't meant for that. So obviously those are a problem and they need to address it, especially if they're going to do things like offer it for free to cater to schools, which they have. And like, that's admirable yeah. in a way, but that means you are taking on a burden of security, yeah. but I, I will give you a little bit to, to figure that out. Right. Cause it was, it's a new problem, but the concern is bigger. Like, is, is there a mindset around security or privacy that values this? And it seems no. And this is that to, to the point about Dropbox, Dropbox was architected for the consumer and they had to just rebuild the entire thing to even be passable in the enterprise and i'm wondering if zoom needs to do the same thing yeah one of my recurring themes in life in my writing and personal life and everything is that priorities are an ordered list not an unordered list. it's not enough to say here's the four things we care about it matters what's one two three four and getting it's so very clear that zoom's top priority is getting people into a Zoom chat with the least friction possible, which can't be your top priority. It's admirable and it's a competitive advantage to have it be a high priority and to successfully pull it off, but it absolutely cannot be a higher priority than privacy and security. 